It's a special episode of Dead Air Records, where we had a ton of people in the room all at once, and two of them have already been featured guests on our channel before, which means that, yes, you too could be a featured guest on the podcast and on our channel. Anyways, we did a song um, that our good friend Matt wanted to do. It was, it was Boys to Men, a song by them called The End of the Road. Um, two of the people on this podcast may or may not be related. Um, some other ones are not related, maybe. This episode's a little goofier just because everybody's trying to talk all at once. Um, but I think it's still fun to listen to, and we make some okay jokes, so... I hope everybody likes it. Um, new new hit disciples every week. This has been Podcast Thursday. I hope you like it. Enjoy. Was everybody good? All right. Welcome back to Dead Air Records. Blake Annie everybody. Hall. <laughs> We've got the most people that have ever been in this Blank room. Blank anus hole. Um, <laughs> We're getting ready. We're getting ready to do uh, uh, a special, a special feature of Dead Air Records with so many people. Oops, sorry. One of whom has no. Two of whom have already been featured guests on our channel. Oh, well, welcome wait, to welcome guys. to Heavy Syrup and Schneeman. Why do you yeah. get your name and I just get my band's name? I wonder. You're part of a band and you're doing a solo thing. Interesting. Everybody chill. Is your band Heavy still alive? Syrup? Are is, we rolling? Is this it? Yeah, Heavy yeah, Syrup is alluding to. Um, Isaac Mann's um, rock and roll band from the Twin Cities. Uh, what, which song was featured? Not Us Faustus. Oh, Off the yet unreleased album, Chestnuts 2. So that was good. cool. Go back and find that one if you're sad and lonely and don't have anything else to do. But only if. <laughs> but only if. It sounds like all Check it out at soundcloud.com slash deadairrecords. Yes. Anyways. Hashtag nepotism. We got, we, got, we, got, we got two people in the building who have never been here before. Never. Um, well, don't speak for the whole building. It's a, <laughs> it's a large building that you're living in. There might be more than... Already with the more bits. Than, no, Already with the bits. Um, and one of our featured guests has requested a song <laughs> that that I had never heard before until today because I'm a little I'm a little baby. Sean, shut the fuck up. You requested um, a heavy syrup song. No, did you just say? But they already did it, so he, he, no, he so, asked me for a different so, one. Maybe a different one. What? What? Can we go one by one through the room, starting with Sean? What is our relationship to boys to men, Sean? <laughs> My sister listened to boys to men. Yeah. Uh, along with like I associate them in my mind kind of probably not 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 fairly with like uh late 90s boy bands. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um like I the, think that is kind of unfair from the one listen I did today cuz I was thinking a lot about that. To like uh, yeah, I think a lot about Backstreet Boys yeah. and In Sync and and It's hit, weird. Hit Clips for anybody out there that remembers Hit Clips. I feel like fucking the guy with the beach ball in the movie. We'll get we'll get we'll get back What's to What's his it. name? Um, Who's the guy with the Adam Sandler? Ball? Adam Sandler and Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. Can I just <laughs> say as your, a, as a first time, first time, long time listener, first time Call speaker, <laughs> your voice is even more comfortable, like cozy to listen to <laughs> when it's in uh, HD a, a headphone, like directly around. It's it's. What's a very your relationship cozy to boys to men? You little brown nose. No, I just I'm picking my sides early. I just think I. He is on this. It's all three of us, and then yeah, just yeah. No, this does feel one. a little unfair. I'm stacked one one on We're this interviewing side of the him. table. It's like he's <laughs> trying to get a job right table. now. Uh, I'm just kidding. Do you know Boys to Men? Yeah. Did Sarah listen to Boys to Men? Who sure. listened to Boys to Men? Sure. Our sister, our elder sister. Not to sister say that we're related. Did. No, but. 
Yo J Simpson. OJ Simpson. Uh Yo J. Yo play. Yo play. Not oh yeah. Yo play. Yo play. Sorry. <laughs> the most delicious serial killer. Yo play Simpson. You know, I don't know. I think Sarah, sure. Sarah listened to it quite a uh, quite a bit. I don't know. Beyond that, just it was the nineties, you know? Okay. That's, Matt, that's all I got. Going on to the person who actually requested the song. What's exactly. your relationship to this song? Yeah, um, I like Boys to Men a lot. I think I like a lot of uh, cheesier music, uh, just in general, because I feel, ironically, there is like a a massive amount of like honesty in doing something so like cheesy and mm-hmm. um, vulnerable. Yeah, because you, you go the up 90s there. is very vulnerable. <laughs> If mm. nothing but. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Boys to Men is dope. End of the Road is really good. Um, and I think it has, like, kind of a classic um, song structure that gets overlooked because it's, like, you know, four or five good-looking dudes singing acapella. That's nothing to overlook. Do you actually think the 90s are <laughs> vulnerable? When I think of 90s music, not to get off on a tangent, I don't think it's vulnerable. I think it's very. I feel like the '90s, 90s was rock like and one roll of, was vulnerable. They were like crying, you know. They were no, like, but they yeah. had that that gruff voice. Nothing was that vulnerable. Uh, well, like R and B has like I feel like a trope of the like overly apologetic, sexually charged man, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm sorry, and he's like, fucking. Well, not horny. too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 um. That's vulnerable. Yeah. That's not necessarily 90s, but there is this kind of like, like, I don't know, um, late 20th century coming together of like huge businesses kind of backing boy groups at the end of the 20th century to reach like new crazy heights of touring in Africa and shit like that. And like, I don't know. I feel like um, these... This kind of R&B is like a different kind of R&B to the R&B that preceded it, like with Motown and Ar- Marvin Gaye and shit like that. Yeah, like mm. I feel funk, like this is funk a seventies. Yeah, this is this is like Motown. A, they were like the um, on the Motown label. Who, who was Boys to Men? Really? really? Yeah, oh, isn't shit. that right? Isn't that true? Shit. Yeah, Motown is known for being isn't like a like, genre. Or whatever. Isn't Motown? Wasn't that like the death of Motown though? Is Motown still around? Was Boys to Men the last thing Motown ever did? Beautiful swan song, just like <laughs> five like beautiful men, just <laughs> four. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and as for me, I listened to I listened to the song for the first time in in uh, in, in in today. In today, um, and it was it kind of blew my mind just as to like how what like a mix of like different goddamn things it was like it was like it seemed like so many fucking different kind of feelings and vibes all just kind of jammed together into one song that uh, just seemed like a weird pinnacle of like self-expression of the 90s which is just like the most garbage time to (laughs) self-express yourself well i don't know you can say that but did you ever hear collective souls where the river flows Hashtag my choice for the song that we should analyze tonight. Right. Just saying. Just saying. Salty as fuck. <laughs> All right. Should we should we listen to the song? Should we listen to the song all together as we Let's always do, do? All right. We're gonna we're gonna take an ear off the head. Should I turn the light off? This is end of the road <laughs> LP version for those interested. Boys to men from Cooley High Harmony, which for the record. Um, Come get us, Sony. I don't know Sony. what year it fucking was. <laughs> 1991. Okay, this is a good 90s. 91? We haven't done 91 I didn't know before. this was so early. That was, yeah, a lot was, earlier than I thought. I thought All it right, was everybody. later. 91. Here, 
91. This is a new one for, for Breaking the all Dead the, Air cast. Yeah. Everybody shut the fuck up. I hate you.
I'm not out to go out there and cheat all night Just like you did, baby, but that's alright <laughs> I love you anyway And I'm still gonna be here for you to my dying day, baby Right now, I'm just in so much pain, baby Cause you just won't come back to me, will you? Just come back to me Yes, baby, my heart is lonely My heart hurts, baby, yes, I feel pain too who I feel like maybe heard this song for the first time today. I'm going to start with first impressions. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, first of all, the fact that like it speeds up, like the harmonic progression kind of speeds up. Like in the intro, we've got this like very like quick thing, I feel like. And then, and then as soon as like the verse starts, we go into like double, like half time and everything takes twice as long to change chords. Okay. This is so. just a first impression. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Number two. Uh, just, uh, what is that one fucking thing that they do? They're, it's got like the one chord, the six chord, the four chord, and then like down to like the minor five. Fucking, no, what would that be? G minor, F minor, five or whatever, and then yeah, back to like one. Yeah, climbing up. Yeah, it's really nice though, because usually yeah. shit is like one, six, four. Five, right? And this one is like one, six, four, down. Yeah, and it chills and out there for like it goes down to these down. creepy minor chords that are usually like not in a lot of pop songs, oh, yeah. I feel like, right? Oh um, yeah, you're right about that. You are right about oh, that. Man, that I sounds hear you like both so yeah, clearly that's now. pretty much um, what it sounds like. Okay. The guy coming in that we were talking about during the thing. Uh, oh my is there God. just a deep voice guy in Boys to Men? I don't There's know. There's four boys. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but about is one it. just the deep voice talker? One is the yeah. man. <laughs> Does he do that every song? <laughs> Does he just come in and I narrow? feel like that's why we need like a the, good. In, the ink plots? Uh, oh, wait. Deep cut? You guys aren't 120, so you don't know that. Reference. No, but go on. But it, it actually is part of a long musical legacy. The Ink Blots, I think, they're like really old school. Sure. And each song, there's like a part where just a deep voice guy does a little like, well, when I, you know. Well, is that different from just having a baritone in like a barbershop quartet? 
Yeah. Is that um, different from having okay. a very Those are my first barbershop? Strong, what you got for first impressions? You heard this song before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. I haven't heard this song ever, dude. And this song was like number... I feel like this might be one of the most famous songs we've done. I believe you're doing what they call a humble brag of showing how cool you are, that you were into like even cooler stuff than... My name is Brag. <laughs> <laughs> Humboldt Brag. No, the song is uh, definitely a lighter song. Right? Like, lighter? Yeah, like put your lighter like in it, the air. Oh, and okay. On fire. Not like no. it's. <laughs> yeah, like thematically it's sad, but it, yeah, the energy but of it is. The energy of it is is oh, like. Sure. Uh, uh, it's an. You anthem? know, with like the. No, it's it's like a. Um, like a community kind of vibe with the choir of people coming together. Weirdly, even though this is like a narrative about one person, a one-on-one relationship, <laughs> but there's like many, but many voices chiming in. At least a there's like all of, the, all of society is backing you in your emotional, <laughs> in your emotional distress. Um, and like, yeah, the, the prolongation of the, of the chord progression going back to one. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, one, six, four, three, two. Three is a weird chord three, in that direction. Five, I don't hear a lot of four going down the three. Um, and then the the second part with like the really baroque bass going down C. Oh, are you talking about that one weird yeah. chord, like the? Um... There's a yeah. There's a section where it's just like. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that kind of like makes it like a special, like well thought out song. Yeah, it's not just like a loop of like one thing that just leads back into itself. There's like a scattered bit of like kind of not knowing whether we're gonna go back to this minor part because the the like the going down in the chords kind of feels like it it should like it swoops back up at the last minute right during the chorus with the. With I barely two, thought three, about and five. the chords in this song until uh, I'm still waiting to get into this. But there's a lot of there's a lot of nuts chords of stuff. That's a what's nut your chord. what's your for, forced impressions? I feel like we should call it forced force impressions. It out. <laughs> force force them out. Forced impression. Have you heard this before? That's for me. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I've heard it before. <laughs> yeah, like if it pleases the court. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, what, sure. When did you hear the song? I heard it before many years ago. Hearing it now again for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's something to what Sean said before. It's different from what you guys have played. It's climactic. It's kind of feel good. It's a true pop song in all the ways you can look at it. And yeah, it's that early part of the '90s before. Uh, I don't before know. Everything went guitars. To well, kind of. Yeah, guitars <laughs> and rock and roll kind of took over the '90s in a lot of ways. You got the boy band route, like the boy bands and the the single pop star route. Should but, we distinguish them from a boy band? I feel that's oh, of course. No, no, no. I yeah, was just no, going to say just, this, is, this is something. This is something else for sure. And I think it. Because it's 91, 92, yeah. you said? I didn't think it was that early. I really no, didn't. This, I thought it this, was later. No, I, I think I just that thought single recorded, to Boys to Men, released in 92. Yeah. Babyface Edmonds, L.A. Oh, baby Reed, and Daryl Simmons. Yeah. It seems to me something, besides a musical analysis, it seems like something pre-90s. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For whatever. Tonally, it just seems earlier than what I associate with. 90s. Schnee. Okay, Interesting. Um, 
I think one thing the song does that's pretty impressive is it gives you the energy and power of like a key change without mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. Like every time it leads back to it, right? Yeah. I think that's part of like the kind of like downward spiral into minor chords that it gets into towards the end of the chorus and this other second section that's in minor that every time you it goes back to one it feels like you're like saved from yeah, spiraling further that's a, downward. Well put. Hey, yeah. And I also think it works really well as an ensemble piece um because a lot of like, you know, the songs you have your your parts and whatnot and somehow it, it does have um, like three or four distinct um, sections, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's really impressive. You know, yeah, for it to like work as like a big cohesive thing. Because there are some boys to men songs that certainly, you know, the bottom drops out on that. Hmm. I want to add an addendum to what I said. <laughs> Because I, I don't want to. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to come out. No, no, no. The opposite. I don't want to come out as against '90s pop music. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping you guys take on something like that. You know, like a. I mean, you know, I've been voting for Toxic for a long time here, but uh, it's like early 2000s. No, I know, I know, I know. But if you, if you, all right, good We're point, so good point. To shout out Toxic. Okay, you're right. Early 2000s, that but it's favorite song. What, but when I think of Toxic, I think of Britney Spears. I think of In Sync. I think of like what is taking over sort of this corporate pop of the 90s. And if you guys we took still, some, we got plenty of it still. Corporate pop. All right, it's still there, but that was like the creme de la creme in the nineties. Right? In my mind, that's like the like the sad last goodbye of white popular music. Yeah, being like I'm, I'm thinking forced like, into a weird like like Capcom inspired yeah. like banding together view, of game shows most talented kids on the Disney I Channel. I think that might be all right. So that is the popular belief, but I think if you guys look into it, I would be excited to hear what you find. Like if you just spend an hour and a half looking at one of I those goddamn say, songs. I would say the '90s '90s shit is like the much more kind of vulnerable like. Last grasps of like people releasing songs as like artists and like the early 2000s artists. as like as like the the corporatized like jump in i feel like that transitioned at some point to just like to just like people releasing songs for like m- money not money but just like there was a different there was like a shift in tone from yeah. like from like sad grungy 90s and like soulful r&b of like the 80s just like disappearing and turning into like corporatized kind of early 2000s shit i don't know i feel like this is well before that though this is like this, this is, is like sure. definitely grounded in like Marvin Gaye, like <laughs> coming out of Motown and funk, just like, and also pre boy band, right? This well, is no, like, that's what I was just gonna yeah. say. Is I think yes, it's before that. Yes, it's based on uh, it's uh, it's sitting on a foundation of of things like it, but uh, it's it's early '90s boy bands. Like it's something that was very soon taken and popularized and sort of a very different predominant. Hmm. It's a, it's, boy, it's something people learn stuff from boys and men for sure. Cause they were, they were yeah. the front of it for a while. This was a big song. Like I remember it might be the biggest we've done. Boy bands like did exist though. Of course. And are canon to like American entertainment. No, no, I no. Feel like, but I, um, and, and, but, but I see what you're saying. It's like, 
in a way, being such like a sensationalized thing, they were kind of ahead of their time for like the rejuvenation or and or last stand of like boy singers gathering to sing about their breakups <laughs> and, and apologize in mass to all, all females. Um, all right, should we should we quickly maybe just kind of get through this and and do a quick do a quick. Uh, we're in we're in E flat. Can we can we break this down quick? Do we think? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna start it over. That fucking breakdown. This like elect the uh the like electric, electric keep electric piano glockenspiel double sound. I don't remember that song. It's just it's just the drums. All right, so we're in E flat. We've got a big fucking. We've got the Phil Collins like, do 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 do, right? Like, they learned that from the eighties. They've got that shit going on. Two bars of that. C minor. A flat. All right, so we've got bomb. You know you talk to me so dirty, baby. When and, you and fucking. I, I think they do the the sixth <laughs> went to thing. town on the back seat <laughs> Chevrolet, <laughs> and then we're in A flat again. <laughs> we're down here, and then what do we do? There's like a something G flat, G down G minor. To F. I feel like it goes back and forth between G minor, F minor, and then back up to G minor, and then B dominant seven. Is that what happens? Let's hear it. E flat. Is that the pattern? C minor? That's the pattern for the chorus and like the main A flat. I feel like it goes G minor. C F minor. So we've got we've got C minor, C minor, A flat, G, F. What's what's G. the G? Is that a G minor? There's like thing? a G minor, I think, yeah. G It's like E flat, bum, bum, E flat, bum, bum, C minor, C minor, A flat, G minor, F. I feel like it goes G minor. Yeah, I think it goes C back up. in like the half and Does it do like quarters? Yeah. If we're doing, wait, so these are like bum, two, three, one, two, three, four, so like 12, one. Two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Where does it go there? F minor. F minor, G minor, B flat major. For two beats. B flat, bum, bum. Okay, let's see if that sounds right. Maybe. Yeah. Three, four, boom, boom, C minor, A flat. Oh, it does go down. I was hoping it went up because I thought that was like more interesting. 
than A flat. Oh shit, okay. So we do like a super quick walk. So we're like, E flat, you said we'd always be together, baby. In the back of my goddamn Chevrolet Ford pickup. <laughs> and then we went to the back of my. Does it go to G like major? G no, major? G minor. It's G minor. It's like a minor five mm-hmm. to a C. That's, that's nice. It's like a, a quick little um, circle of, circle um, of fours. Um, and then just a B flat, I think. No. Uh, F minor. Okay. That's nice. Okay. Some, something like that. So we've got we've got some some shit some shit going on. Some some nice. So okay. First of all, pretty typical beginning of like uh, of a verse slash chorus, right? We got our like one and our six. <laughs> Dude, we got that great opening Check fucking classic thing. one. But uh, what's what's interesting here is like the end, the like the latter half of the four bar phrase. Kind of right. We've got like the E flat, the six, the four, and then like a bunch of of and then like a weird kind of like tailing off. Yeah, it's like G da ba 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 da da bum. So already a stressing on like the end of what you're talking about. Right. Every time, every time this loop comes back, it's gonna be the most stress based on kind of what the end of the phrase is, right? Just based on like the harmony itself. Yeah, it gets more ambiguous. and yeah. it moves faster towards the end. We kind of we chords change are a more lot substantial more. towards the beginning of the phrase, and then they get more and more obscure. Yeah. We take more time tense, to go through one because they're mysterious. One 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 six. We say everything that we want to say. What four? What does the song in the e time? Flat? The time oh, signature. Eight. Are we doing twelve eight? Is that definitely? Is that I think. Bop 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 Okay. So we're in twelve ish eight. Let's 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 hear it again. Let's hear it again one more time. Let's do a little narration. Uh, our keyboard's dead. Not to fear. E flat. So it's got that. Bring your mom to prom vibe. Oh, yeah. I remember when Leo admitted to that on accident. I remember when Leo got caught on camera bringing his mom to prom. Yeah, and Isaac was really jealous because he was... Isaac was was really, really hot and bothered. By the whole show that I also took my mom to prom, and I feel like but it was after video Leo cameras did. back then. And you were way older. <laughs> you were older. It was weird. <laughs> it's like syncopated. It's like a quarter instead of a dotted quarter. C minor. C minor. A flat. And then one, two, one, two. Right? It's like quick. Here's the like the chroma- the chromatic B right. B yeah. flat A. We've got our new shit. We've got our new shit. Is this not the chorus? No, no this is a bridge. This is a- Don't they do it again as in a pre-chorus? 
I don't know what the, the terms actually yeah. mean. The terms don't matter and are non-standardized, but yeah, a, a bridge or a pre-chorus. Like, it is it is something that is furthering the tension that will be, like, released on the chorus. Excuse me. So, we've got with our little a, pattern. Like, it is, it is there no, to be something else besides the thing you're about to hear. Now it's a guy that wrote two and a half minute pop songs for a while. Isn't a bridge something that you only do once and a pre-chorus is something that repeats before it? Agreed upon. That is it. Sure. what it shall be. Maybe in the Midwest. <laughs> okay. And forever. Listen, I can only speak for Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I know. Songs. Don't talk about Minnesota. Nobody should know where we're from. Anyways, um, we've got our... <laughs> <laughs> Their mom lives in... I wish I knew your address. Five, and then here we go. C minor. B. B flat. A. Then A flat. And then G. C. Wait, walk me through this. What do we do? We do like the standard jazz, like C at a lower note, B natural, have a lower note, B flat at a lower note, A natural, have a lower note, A flat, and then what? G, C, F, G, B. I, th- I think we do like the, the. Oh, we go back to E flat. Okay. Okay. I think that's where he's going. Let's listen to our little our little cutesy bit again. One more time. Yeah, no, that's like the that's like the standard feel good feel good kind of like jazz standard song, right? Is like the descending bass line from minor that kind feel of. Good. It hurts. All that, <laughs> all that dissonance. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a classic tool. I like it because when it gets to the um, that A uh, little flat, a flat yeah. it's a uh, what's that? A flat, a flat seven major seven major seven. Yeah. Yeah. Then does it do the? G- I think it's minor G. I don't think. I don't. No, G minor. Oh, G minor. You don't <laughs> think there's G majors in this song? Is, am I just making that up for my classical background? I think so. All right, let's listen one more time. Love me and leave me Love forever. Me. Yeah, did you say goodbye? Five. Deceptive cave. Go down a minor second, go down a minor second, we go down a minor second. A beautiful, a beautiful thing of the singer singing this, going up to the same dissonant note. Oh, the bass keeps moving down, right? Oh. E flat. E flat again. C minor. Then we go back to our shit. It's like two beats in the three. Where it goes. And then it goes up. Then does it follow it? A flat. A flat. G minor. C minor. B flat. We still gotta be able to play along with that for a second. So two beats of C, E flat, two beats of C minor, one beat of A flat, one beat of G minor. Okay, don't say beat. Okay. It's, yeah. it's a dotted whole note. I thought they hit it on that. So, bum, da, 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 to the new chord. Dotted whole note of, for both the first two chords. Yeah, C minor, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Dotted. Dotted half note on A flat, two dotted quarters, or uh, no, 
Bum jum. Okay, I wish I wish my keyboard. Oh wait, shit, it's back. Hold on. Let me show you. Four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah, four, that's what I'm five, talking about. Six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, one. Okay. Like that, right? One more time. Maybe. C minor. A flat. One, two, one. Do you want me to just write it out? C minor again. Yeah, this is A flat. Okay, question for um, those who don't actually study music. When you're listening, I'm predominantly listening to the bass, yeah. and then just like the high melody on the piano. I kind of think that's all you got to go for, dude. Is that what what you guys are dissecting? Yeah. No, like okay. So I I kind of started trying to actually figure this shit out, like. Uh, six months ago and from what i learned from this guy who's like a composition major and does this shit supposedly for a living is that all you try to listen to is the bass and then just guess quickly <laughs> like that's that's generally the practice is you listen to what the bass is doing and then you just suppose as fast as you can and kind of rule out what it does and does not sound like right so we've got like we've got our big e flat and it sounds kind of like major Bum, bum. And then we go down to C, and then the first thought is like, maybe it's C minor, right? Because C minor is in our key of E flat. And then A flat. And we've yeah. got like all these, all these shifts, but basically what it's boiling down to is like, what is the most likely in the key of E flat? I, I think one thing that's interesting is just the way you were playing it, it yeah. sounds almost, it sounds a lot like the really old... Yeah, you know, and right. so they're cutting out the middle ones, but still using that. Um, so you subconsciously are familiar and really like it without it being mockingly similar to, you know, like old Motowny. Yeah. And then you have that second part, which they probably built to make it not repeat or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like the first half of the bar or the first half of like the our verse or whatever is this very standard kind of Motown like jam sesh, right? We've got our same like one, six, four, five kind of. But mm. at the latter half, after we get to that four, we do this funky kind of crawl around. Yeah. And then we get back to it, right? So we've got this so like cool. simplified intro to our like four slash eight bar slash whatever bar phrase. And then we've got this kind of like diced up kind of ladder section to it that kind of fucks with it right um okay so we've got that shit that's our like nice little verse verse is that our verse i don't know what that is maybe that's our chorus the, the chorus yeah we've yeah. got our i think it's our a chorus. whatever let's let's listen one more time to where we go from there i feel like we just repeat it's only your first time so pretty E-flat. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of weird syncopation. Maybe you'll try. We shouldn't be happy 
we go back to our thing. Our descending kind of old jazz standard, right? The lamenting Okay, so first off, interesting thing to note is that usually our like lamenting bass, which is like the... Is that the official term? Yeah. In classical music. In classical music, that's it. It's term. perfect. It's the lamenting, it's the weeping, right? When, it's the one I am laid in earth. Baby. Yeah, no, 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 it goes back to this one Bach piece where Bach get no, Bach writes about Christ getting lowered into the grave, right? Is that the <laughs> thing? It's earlier than it's like Purcell's uh, Dido and Anais. No, so to 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 show that, just show from, like, the dudes the getting songs. lowered lowered way down, they just do this like, and he goes down into <laughs> the grave. That's so cool. And, yeah. Um, Anyway, so we've got that, but we've got like a big rejoice at the end of it, right? That's what kind of changes it up a little bit. Yeah, is we've got usually it's a really sad tune, like oh fuck, we're just going down and back to the sad minor chord, right? But in this one, we've got this big fucking like we're going down and we're fucking sad and we're going down, and we're going fucking sadder and down, and then it's like boom, five chord, boom, and then we get this fucking like rejoiceful ass Does like it? return to the boys, boys two men. Are the, are the last two <laughs> measures of both of the, so if each of the f- sections of the song are four fra- or four measures yeah are the, aren't the last two measures of each of them the same like it does the a flat g c f g b flat c b that carefully i think so though right yeah you know what i'm talking about like it uses the same transition back you keep thinking it would be a little bit different yeah but it it, but it works because it's like the fact that one of one the first the first phrase starts on e flat and the second phrase starts on like the minor chord it like it's enough suspicion to like which one it's going to go to because those are kind of like the two pretty binary emotions of like I'm either happy or sad depending on what boys to men tells me (laughs) god damn it depending on the bass and boys to men depending I go to bed with a with a fucking with a hearty with a cyclone of emotions depending on boys (laughs) to men one more time now now listen for the baton passing this is the same as the other one No, no, no! Look at look at the thing that I <laughs> It's the same. I feel like could have like a whole novel written about it. Yeah, because like he's recounting I, what bad happened, but then he gets really spiteful and mean, like gross, like. We're back to E flat. I mean, it's kind of like addresses some like more misogynist and kind of rapey parts of R and B. 
and of like popular music. Also. Yeah, well, maybe he's commenting on it. <laughs> Early it's like 90s, in an ironic com- way. Exactly. Well, he, he's he's saying all these bad things that she did, which is all right. But then he says, "I'm not gonna run out on you just like you did me." You know, right. it's like, well, you're being like a little brat. At that yeah. point. I feel like I feel like we've got okay. So just really quickly, I feel like we're about to be done with the harmony. I think this song is just two sections, right? Yeah. We've just got our, our one thing and then our second thing, which I'm not sure of which is the, I think the end of the it road kind of thing reminds is the me chorus. Fart of ass, how it's just like pretty much just two sections and creating of kind Wait, of. Did Dave go into, is Dave behind this too? Sorry, Dave, I, I'm a long time listener. through every hit, hit in our hit disciple, I think. Do you remember Dave? Who? The guy singing in the background on Heart of Ass. I think no. he's been in the back of it. Oh, the producer song. of the the Blondie yeah. song, who made it seven eight instead of four four. Yeah, but like it's really only two sections in that song too, and like one starts on a one and one starts on a four, and it's that like song the drama has that one weird like, extra little bar though that's yeah. really creepy. Um, right, but I think this one is just this. This one let's, is more kind of cookie cutter. With let's the finish. Phrases. Let's finish. I think it's just this creepy guy talking. Five. E flat. Welcome back. I'm gonna point to you every Back to our big E flat. Okay, so that's oh. the harmony, but like now there's a, some other shit. Yeah, let's just finish harmony. No, no. One, two. No, 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 no. It's like a little two. Right? Back to one. Nod to me every chord change. <laughs> yeah, C minor. That's two. Yes. Read. <laughs> so then we just repeat this section a whole bunch of times for the end of the song, right? Yeah, the fade out. We got a nice fade out. Oh, shit. This part. This is basically the same harmonic structure. Woo! All right, all right. Round of applause for ourselves. We did we did the harmonic structure. So we got two main sections. Sean did did heaviest lifting. I feel like. Isaac did some Isaac did some drawings, which will be nice, which we'll post. Um, we've got two big sections. We've got kind of our end of the road section, and then what's our other section? What are the lyrics for our other section? Our lamenting bass. Yeah, our lamenting fucking. Why? <laughs> 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 this time. 
time I'll want you to love me much more. Pain this time instead, just come to my bed. Don't let me, don't let me, don't let me go. I paid your electricity bill for 18 years. All right, so we've got we've got the basic down for this this old boy we got two big sections are there a lot of pop songs that just have two sections is this uh, maybe i feel like usually they have three i feel like as yeah, time has gone like on the less and less sections or it's like there were few at, at the beginning and then like in the 60s 70s and 80s there were a lot of like song structure points mm-hmm. like and checkpoints to make sure that like his songs got long like ballads were like six minutes long and you had like your your orchestral introduction and then your like your general crooning and then your first verse and then your pre-chorus and then your chorus and then the little solo and then a second verse that's (laughs) twice as yeah the instrumental breakdown and then the second verse which is half the length of the first verse that then goes into the chorus right early early there's there were a lot of song structure points at like but this seems to be kind of more of a like riding out kind of track right we've simplified like, which also adds to like the impact am i wrong potential i mean like yeah yes and no i think they they do well like by like cutting off the repeating like instrumentals at the end i think that's like smart to save that for last because it like the the like i don't know the balance kind of changes at the end of the song there's not a lot of low and it's mainly just like choir yeah. and singing and shit it's kind of like this like weird ascension through the repeating chords and yeah. like different registers so like they they it's not like inherently good or bad or better or worse to have like lots of pins in your song or just a couple but i think that like this one this one has um like it, it's it's really like a good vehicle for riffing, which they do a lot of, like over this, right? Like yeah. by like keeping it the same. Well, isn't this kind time. of what we're talking about too? Is you guys have looked at uh, a handful of songs at this point, and uh, <laughs> and if this is the simplest song, then we're getting into a decade of simpler song structure. Like when I was talking about uh, it's this not- bridge versus pre-chorus, I'm thinking about my education steeped in verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus like yeah. that's just how songs work when i was thinking have that right? but we haven't even done that part but of the song yet but i think right 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 but i think we're getting to uh I, I don't know like again i'm looking back at the songs that you guys have done already they've been more complex Thanks there's for been listening. more of course <laughs> shout out to course. you for oh, shout out to one you of, and like, our mom <laughs> maybe our one billion they're not <laughs> too <laughs> long shout out to our one billion he's my the one of the billion to listen to he's this. the one billion i am i am the one billion other than my mom um yeah no i feel like i, I know what you're saying like a lot of the songs we've done so far have been very like classic kind of no more like classically inspired you know, or just like more like more thought was given to like structure and needing to complicate things maybe there's something else though what i've taken so far especially from your guys previous thoughts about this stuff is when you get into these uh these drums with tones right this this <laughs> digital uh the stuff that happened in the 80s when you started tr808 uh, tr909 there you go when yeah. you start adding this infinitely complicated layer to music 
maybe it makes sense that things simplified so much and then were built up again purely oh, yeah. simple. Like, I don't know. I, I just think it it yeah. makes some sort of sense that this is where this is a, a return to something and then we start seeing what happened in the 90s, which is simple, simple music and and pop songs right like. okay can can i not to keep talking here but i think this is a good point which is that music got infinite like the potential for music to get like infinitely complicated popped off so much in like the 80s to late 80s that i feel like the 90s more could have been like a call back to just mm. simplicity than I, anything else i don't really agree um because i feel like the 90s was the time of like rap for the first time on fucking like like po- the popular scope on MTV and shit and that shit was is like mad complicated um, yeah. like as we've seen from looking at some 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 songs um, well it's not it's not but it's- like but I see what you're saying. I mean, like, even within hip-hop, like, the music itself has gotten more simple and repetitive. Like, there's samples instead of, like, a full, like, um, you know, like, instead of a full song structure, you just have, like, a beat with something that repeats. Like, how much more minimal and simple does it get than that? Um, like, in that respect, yeah, I think there's, like, a, a limiting of, like, the music's potential, like, I don't know, like, where it can go. Like, it's mobility. It kind of has to stay... In a certain thing, because the art has changed to like riffing on top of, on top of something rather than like a, a narrative instrumental journey. And I don't want to. I didn't mean to speak for all music in the nineties. I was like going for that was not supposed to be a broad comment. It's just like if you follow these different strains, like these different limbs of where music went. I think that yeah, of course there was uh, there was music that was evolving. Ooh, in a way more complicated, uh, exciting way. And then there was pop music, which took all of these simple ideas and kind of just exploded out from there. Um, yeah, this is more of what I'm saying, is that I feel like there was a split, right? Like instrumental, kind of electronically made sampling and drum machines and stuff started to be kind of a, its own genre. And then like a return to like acoustic kind of funk with maybe like electronic stuff to enhance it started to become a genre like this song i would say is like stepping away from like the instrumental automatic like electronic vibe right this is right. like this is stepping back to like very late 70s early 80s r&b and like really like relishing in it choir, like, yeah no this is like this is like like this is like old ass just like soul fucking like music going going back way far but right? i mean it's i don't think it's as innocent as all that at the same time i feel like that's not innocent it's but just... I, I mean like it's also like something i can see in like a like a movie montage of like a weird fucking <laughs> well yeah. those also like, kind of got like, popular in like the 80s and 90s, <laughs> right right yeah i feel like it was there's like a there's like a cultural thing behind the aesthetic I would say two things vanished in the 90s. One was... My virginity. My self-respect. <laughs> you guys no, are which so one first. My no, the two, the two I was talking about would be sex scenes in R-rated movies, like gratuitous sex scenes. And the second would be that talking. Yeah, for sure. Talking? Yeah, for sure. Really? And Wait. then talking during pop songs, right? Both Wait. are gone. Both are totally gone. But this gone. is so prevalent. 
this is like the main thing I want to talk to talk about in this song is this guy just narrating. Well, 1991. Well, oh, so this disappeared throughout like the 90s. The the 90s were the last decade where talking through and yeah, talking during your song was okay. But what about rap as talking? Well, I don't want to. That's different. Okay, these guys are just. You chatting. mean like you They're mean like chatting. there's a like chat. an addressing the audience, like a breaking <laughs> yeah, of yeah, the exactly. third no, wall. In the preamble, we were talking about how uh, before the podcast started, I think, unless I'm just going to repeat myself, we were talking. The, this is the part, and someone should correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the part that is cut from the radio edit of this yeah, yeah. this song. It's not on the radio edit. Uh, Michael Jackson songs, like Salt and Pepper songs, like these parts were in the song on the record, and then you listen to it and. No way they're going to play okay. this on the radio. So I, I just think it's this weird thing that disappeared. Also, sex scenes in movies, not a thing. Blade Runner 2, exception. <laughs> As the only but person who's seen Blade robot. Runner 2 in the Blade 1. <laughs> Spoiler. Blade 1. <laughs> crazy. Um, Matrix 1, you know, it was in the ni- 90s. No sex okay. scene. Matrix 2 that's is in pretty, the 2000s. Sex yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. But that's know? something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There, there was just something that was long gone. It was a callback. That was callback sex. <laughs> callback sex. Well, okay. They're trying to. They're trying to be. They're trying to be like the 80s again. Exactly. <laughs> Would it be fair to say that we've we've simplified in our like orchestration, like we've we've strayed away from like. At, at this point in 1992, we have, like, the infinite expanse of, of music and electronics and instrumentation at our disposal, right? And we choose to use, like, kind of a basic instrument, like, R&B-style instrumentation of, like, bass Electric guitar... Piano piano organ or whatever it's electric and like, piano with like the like yeah with like the like we've chosen to limit ourselves in terms of like how much new shit we can put into this and we've chosen to go back to kind of like an old style which is like barbershoppy quartet kind of like sure. combined with rap well, where like each barbershop quartet member also sings along in a quartet but also does a solo i i think um, you guys are acting as if Boys to Men is like representative of the '90s, because at the same oh, okay. time you have like really complicated, weird rock and roll going with like Nirvana and like like Pearl Jam and all like the grunge and shit. Yeah. And so like it acting as like a balance, I think that would be a little bit more accurate because. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I'm just saying that this is like the vibe they're going for is like this this kind of straying away from like from. The much more kind of grungy slash like because like uh, uh, techno and all that stuff kind of started in like the late eighties oh, and nineties techno too, right? right like yeah, we started like blowing up with just on. like electronic music like I feel like Pointer Sisters are heading in that direction right and turn into like fucking yeah like they turn into yeah all that shit starts yeah. to pop like, off Theo Parrish and like all the early like techno people from like Chicago and Detroit and shit like that like if this is ninety one then that shit is already happening also. I don't really know if I hear much of much techno in this though. Is it weird to I say feel like, Is it weird to say that I feel like R and B has stayed pretty much consistently R and B throughout its like entire career yeah. as being R and B? Think it's, that's an interesting good point. It's definitely it's, a very like adaptable um, genre and like it can it can find a way to thrive in a lot of different weird other genres yeah but, but it doesn't really talking, change that much like d'angelo versus like <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking ornithology 
it's like the pigeon of of music, right? And we are talking ornithology. I'm always talking ornithology. Speaking of ornithology, I gotta fly. Oh, that's a segue um, for you listeners. we had a, a lot of fun before we started recording, but it also meant that we recorded late. And I have to go get cheesecake because it is my last night in New York City, and I was pr- promised to uh, eat cheesecake. So okay, mm. well we'll we'll keep talking about the song that you picked long after you're dead, <laughs> dead and gone. I feel like a rich person. Um, thanks. Do for, as I say. Bye bye. Thanks for joining us. We're gonna take a short pause. Bye, billion. Thanks, Matt. Goodbye. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah. He's got the whole mic to himself, folks, and he just smacked it on the table. Um, Smack. All right, we're back. Uh, so the person who chose this song just abandoned us, but <laughs> nice. God damn it, we're we're back to finish this shit. Um. Can we talk about about boy bands? Let's talk about yeah. Let's talk about like boy bands and idolism and like mm. like. Because isn't this band basically like I feel like everybody laughs about this band just based on its name almost like boys two men. Like isn't this just the proto genesis of like boy band idolism? Boy, well, no, like men. it's literally they're got men. the name in it. It's boys. And boys go to men, and you're a boy band. Like, isn't this isn't this like the? They're a men band. They're not a boy band. They're a boys going to a men band. I think people have more respect for this band than in Sync or Backstreet Boys or all that stuff. Most I think definitely, it's, yeah, Most it's definitely. still there. And people would, I'm sure, people would say that this started it because this was like, you know, there's some sort of producer or agent or manager there that's like squeezing for the. Not probably not for the first time, but that's what we attribute it to. Like, so, so is this is this the inspiration for boy bands? Is this what began I think the like, idea of boy bands? No, because like you could talk about the Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. You could talk about like I don't know, like all sorts of like family acts. I feel like there's like also family s- acts are different from boy yeah, bands. Yeah, but there's man. also family like, acts super like creepy, like, like what 50s about like pedophilia <laughs> like, like vibe going on? Boy bands is like a very like we're five definitely not related people. I think until it's... the Jonas Brothers. Oh, shit. God damn it, you did it again. Um no, the 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 until the Jonas Brothers boy bands were like definitely not related, and like, oh my god, I we're back after some Falcon punches. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah, I like seeing the behind the scene. Got it, got it. Okay, so boy bands, boy bands is a thing that I feel like is different from like family bands, right? Family Jackson guy. Five is like family guy, like we're all a family, <laughs> like we're doing our thing in the 50s. Like there were a couple things like that. Like there were like marriages, like Captain and Tennille Cher. and like weird duos and Shunny and Shunny Is it less Cher. All right, but here's the question, is it less <laughs> creepy when it's when it is a uh, avoiding that when it's nothing no, about it's the just, family and it's just a it's five 16-year-old men that are good-looking <laughs> and sing a song and, like, therefore, of course, it's a pop song instead of being, like, it's not my dad talks my brother and my other brother <laughs> and my sister into singing this song and there's a level of, like, whatever. Maybe this is something that's... Beat. It's a little clearer. Yeah. Like, it's a little, little, it's not, little it's more not grating, better. you know? It's not better. It's just new. 
right? It's a yeah. different kind of parent manipulation. <laughs> it's, um, it's obviously, right? All, I mean, like, fucking, like, I don't know much about... divorcees all pressuring their five kids. Yeah. To Boy, to Boys to Men was before my time, personally. But, like, I feel like I remember, like, you know, the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and the Disney Channel Mickey Mouse fucks or whatever. Um, well, and, and it kind of reminds me of, like... Shit with like Korean pop now, where there's just like all of these like entertainment companies that are like running a camp for parents to waste their money to like get their kid to perform or whatever. Their game shows and popular culture fuel this idea of like the young star celebrity that can join like a troupe that can be super famous. This is a very end of the millennium kind of feeling. Another thing feel though, like. another thing is, and you guys may have mentioned it before on other podcasts, and I don't remember, but. How much have you talked about MTV and how yeah. much like music videos are a yeah, huge exactly. part of it? Because of course, the fact that I don't know. I mean, of course, it was happening in the the late '80s too. There were music videos; it was part of it already. But boys to men, those were music videos. Like those, that was the beginning of remembering a music video more than or immediately with a song like i can still think of michael jackson without thinking of a music video even though those were big music videos boys and men uh, i watched the music so. video to this today right right it was not great no not great no, i did have a really fun time it was shot somewhere in like south brooklyn and they were waiting under a b train subway platform and i was trying to figure out which one it looked like parkside a little bit nice but nice. um no yeah that's definitely a part of it is i feel like this is like this is like because it's not a boy band, right? Like, boy bands was, like, teenage kids looking to do art. Like, teenage... I feel like boy bands is just an inherently white genre. And this is, like... Disagree. I think a boy band is just when you are... When boys. all power goes to the... Uh, not <laughs> when men. When it's young boys. It no, has to be all, young and boys. Isn't it just when all power goes to the manager or the agent? Like, when, when it's <laughs> yeah, just it's over just here, when the being, sixth yeah. person is just this... Uh, it's in, it's the inflation of the single pop star. Like, with, with the inflation of fucking everything. Like, fucking, like, it's, it's not good enough to have... have you know, two is better than one, and now we have six boys that all dance and step and camo Kinda. to their like yeah. to their like Gulf War themed music video. <laughs> um, like, like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's not cool. I feel like boys boys to men are potentially like better. And I want to go back to listening to the track because like. We just did the chords, but there's like some and like the basic structure, I guess. But there's like a lot of riffing and a lot of a lot of things that kind of remind me of like soloing and stuff I like queued that. Over up, the I queued up a certain part of this song that I think everybody will will acknowledge when I play it, and I'm gonna play it now, which I think is like maybe one of the most important tracks that we should parts of the track that we should listen to. Can we can we listen to this for a sure. second? We're about to get there. All right. Girl, I'm here for you. <laughs> All those times at night when you just heard me and just ran out with that other fella. Baby, I knew about it. I just didn't care. You just don't understand how much I love you, do you? <laughs> I'm here for you. 
Okay. This so, is yeah. This is the birth of something new. <laughs> this is the birth of It's not really the birth uh, allergic reaction. No, okay. This is like <laughs> that it's not the birth of it. Cuz we had like we had like old Motown songs that had like I will be here for you whenever I whenever you miss me and like over overdubs kind of yeah. on the track, right? Sure. I feel like it's like kind of this like is, that but with like a weird like entitlement and like a strange, angry, passive-aggressive angle. But this developed. This isn't. This didn't. I've been okay. So I've been thinking about this song in terms of it's a hit. It's like one of the biggest apparently hits, though I had never heard it before today. It's a big hit from when it was. It was like on the top number one charts for like a goddamn year or two. Like this is huge. Everybody fucking listen to this. And there's not really any other songs really like it right now. Mm-hmm. So I would say this, along with that, like, What Becomes of the Broken Hearted is kind of a song that was a hit at its time and kind of died out. Mm-hmm. Is like this very, like, soulful, apologetic. What do you mean by died out, though? How many songs from the 90s do you, you don't hear them on the radio, you hear them when you hang out with 30-year-olds? I'm saying they know? developed into something. Like, Nirvana, yeah. de- Nirvana died out, but Nirvana developed into something else. And, like progressed like a genre and you don't think this developed into something else i would say that like r&b this along with all the other r&b type songs that were happening alongside it like in the course of all of them this kind of specific r&b didn't really but what you said but you said before uh before on the podcast that r&b doesn't really change it's consistent it kind of stays the same whereas everything else Builds, changes, gets worse, gets better. R&B sticks around. And I agreed with that point because you hear people uh, now or in the last couple of years like Raphael Sadiq and others, like R&B's still there. This is, I do think this is R&B and turning into something else, which turned into pop, which turned into something that went the other way. But I I agree with your first point, which is it's still there. I feel like Division is kind of bringing this stuff back. And there are R&B artists out today that are conscious of these, like, huge super jam type feelings of, of like, yeah. these R. Kelly or, like, like you know, like, I don't know. There's a lot of... I would <clears> say <throat> that this genre got, like, super imposed, like, pushed off to the side by, like, Beyonce R&B and, like, a lot of, like, early 2000... Like, Certain types of R and B got more popular than this one. Like this, like slow jam, like boys talking about their feelings, kind of yeah. died off. A like little there's bit, right. There, there's definitely yeah. I think that's a good point to bring up is that there's like certain certain things that like have lived out their lifespan or or like kind of dormant right now in in R and B because yeah. like and the, they you know like that's part of keeping the genre fresh is like cycling through the angles. I feel like. Chris Brown is kind of like a cracked out kind of version of like the the apologetic sexually charged man. Yeah. Right? That like we have today instead of like the the super group of like Yeah, kind of what I'm PC basically saying with this is we don't have just like just have like a weird misogynist. We don't complex. have four dudes all singing in barbershop quartet style, R and B style about how much. Though they DJ love Khaled shit. tries to make those hits yeah. still. 
Well, is that something with music, or does that just is it something that just goes out of fashion? Like you think of, uh, like I grew up, uh, I got into hip hop because of atmosphere in the Twin Cities, right? That was something I listened to all the time. But that was a thing. That was emo hip hop. Like that's just a thing. It was uh, the sort of heart on your shoulder. Like I mean, you guys know it or you don't. But the fact is, is you don't. It's not around anymore. Like yeah. it, it kind of just faded. And when you were talking about the '90s earlier, some sort of uh, what was the word you use? Kind of like a, I would say vulnerable. Whi- vulnerable. Yeah. I always say like whiny. Like it's like Dude, the early two thousands. Whiny dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, went from sure. vulnerability to just but whiny. But that's the thing too. Is just maybe for whatever reason, it has less to do with music and more to do with. We don't want five guys singing about their vulnerability anymore. Like that's probably mm-hmm. a huge. Yeah. That's a different topic, but I do think it's if that popped up right now, uh, I don't know. Like, how would that well, fly? Like, you know, like I think I like immediately think of shit like like Odd Future is kind of like a, a like not like a boy band but like a, as a like the what happened he's kind of like, going back to that honestly <clears throat> if you if you watch that last like fucking tiny desk thing like he's sure. trying to do an r&b act at the moment but yeah, no yeah but, but i mean but i just mean like the idea of like several vocalists collaborating to make a group rather than one vocalist and you know like a band yeah i think that that still has stuck around but, the but like tone to, is different yeah right? the tone yeah. is different That's there's what not I'm the saying, commitment is, to the like the 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 boy band aspect of it died but like this was like the progenitor of like the boy band aspect and like different things grew out of this right like we had the boy band like sprout i i i feel like i view like music just as this like giant fucking tree all the time and like there's like plateaus of like these famous bands and then different like offshoots from that right like we've got like this band which has like these r&b offshoots and like these collective group offshoots and these boy band offshoots and like all of this and like certain branches die and certain branches keep going right and so we've got like like the boy band aspect of it kind of died off, right? And like the very vulnerable aspect of it kind of died off, and like in sync and all that happened, and everything kind of died. But like the R and B kept going, mm-hmm. and like has tried different versions of like kind of what this group is still doing. And I think that's what needs to be separated is the genre itself, of course, moved, progressed, and developed, or or lasted at the very least, but. We talk about Odd Future. You think about like the Wu Tang would be a better example. Like yeah, they were like there. Wu-Tang, that was a group of guys that was like, doing yeah, it. Sure. And what died? What absolutely stopped was this kind of boy band thing. Because, I mean, again, to put it in terms of like cinema, it's like, what do we look for in movies besides? Uh, you got you got like Avengers movies where it's everyone's got a case of the not gays, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, no matter how many dudes you have in your movie, everybody's got a line about how they miss their wife or their sweetheart yeah. or something. And whether or not these guys, you know, boys and men are singing about this girl that, like, did them wrong or whatever, I think it would be harder to swallow this idea of of five guys singing a love song right now. Like, it's it would just be tough. And I think that's not about... R&B that's not about anything except just how tone has shifted and we yeah. culturally we we would just have a bigger weirder problem with it now than like you remember 
what's that goddamn song? Uh, <laughs> Sting and Rod Stewart and Brian, Brian oh, Adams. All for one. Like you remember that song? Three dudes in a warehouse just like grabbing each other and yeah. singing this song, and it's fucking great. And it's it's the nineties. It's so. That's another uh, thing. Okay, wait. Can I interrupt? I was gonna say. I was gonna say that that. I think everybody giggles about this band just because the 90s was just this time of like ignoring a certain aspect of being gay. <laughs> Wait, boys to men specifically? Yeah. Like, I feel like people really That's laugh about... That's not the first... I mean, like, if you, you can take the 80s... Yeah, the no, like, I feel like a big people part... People are always giggling about A big it, part of giggling about boys to men is just the inherent just silliness of like four straight men singing love songs with each other. <laughs> Who who just like are are doing their supreme most to sound straight, but are just like yeah, it's just like a weird. It's a different time. But I don't right? think they were. I don't think anyone was trying to sound straight. It was a culturally like, like, just think about what was the uh, the I'm blanking on it. The not Lou Reed. God damn it, David Bowie and Mick Jagger. What's the uh, Iggy Pop dancing in the street dancing in the street uh, yeah no like it the wasn't whole late a, 80s right, to early 90s is just like appearing masculine but totally doing like really really homosexual stuff but like it just not being a thing at that point that you really considered like that kind of died out right that became like campy right. and just kind of like and got replaced with like extreme homophobia <laughs> i think it, um, i think it, no 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 i genuinely yeah. think it did i think it, it, did. it was like an ignorance that was in like whoa, whoa, whoa no 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 like we're, we're like we're we're straight so we're straight straight yeah we're straight Everybody just yeah. started freaking out about. It. I think that might be a, like a big contributing factor to why like this style of like R and B song kind of died out. But but at the same time, you like like the R and B solo artist still lives and is still like right. uh, like and and is still like c- capable of f- collaborating with other like uh, like you know I, I heard a song with like Ty Dolla Sign and like French Montana and like a couple of other. Right, like people like like you. You can still have. It's like you can have that feeling, but without the commitment and like with without the without the corniness that comes with like all of them sacrificing their identity to do like a choreographed dance. I think that's a good word. Like, What's the difference between corniness and <laughs> just gay? Now, right? Like no, no, no. But that's 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 it. Because when I think of this, I think. It's corny. It's it's these guys. They're singing about this thing. It's corny. Yeah. But if it happened now, I think there would be such a backlash that has nothing to do with. This is slightly corny. Like yeah. I, I like something more real. That's not what we're getting <laughs> yeah. here. That's right. okay. No, I honestly, I uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy we got into this because like I feel like most of the '90s, I feel like the '90s were like one of the last eras of music that like somehow escaped just like the lens of like homosexual like theory (laughs) and just like they were the last generation that was like completely oblivious before everybody just started being like okay but like also we could look at it through this light and just see that like everything kind of done could also be looked at through a slightly different lens and everything just turns from like weird ballads to just like 
weird kind of not not weird but just like kind of like gay love songs that like the general populace probably wouldn't have been into but that's right? the thing i don't think i agree to one extent or to some extent but i don't think people were ignorant of it like i think that the reason disco died in a lot of ways like i think that even as early as the 70s people were like this is gay this is gay this is music for gay people like no in a real way like there was even a there was a lot of because music that i really like punk music like a lot of that there was a little bit of a of a split there like without getting into specifics there was sort of like you like this music or you like this music and a lot of people believe that disco is just you like that and it's it's kind of got those homoerotic tendencies. You like dancing, you like dressing up, all this stuff, and therefore punk or metal or whatever, the stuff that I like had these alternative ideas. Like, you yeah. know, it's more manly, it's more this, and this shit that I've, it's, it, so I, my point is, is that even if you're not a, a huge music connoisseur or whatever, you still had these opinions that stayed through the 90s, so it makes it even more confusing why the fuck you didn't like Pendergrass, but you liked, I don't know, some of these 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 '90s bands. You know, it's because uh-huh. it, people. It was there. It was you don't like the you don't like this band or this type of music because it seemed not straight. That was already there. Yeah. And like with with disco versus like punk music, I feel like there's a difference between like gay culture and queer culture right Mm. also and like the political differences between like wanting to like like i don't know there's like also the idea that people there was a certain amount of censorship that people were trying to get around and trying to still be provocative i mean like it's not like the 80s doesn't have its fair share of just like she keeps her motor clean, like real fucking sexually explicit fucking lyrics. Sure. Um, and and the the seventies, like the further back you go, just like the more cutesy it tries to get, probably because like the censorship was all weird. But I feel like then like the like the the boy band aspect, it's playing like a a kind of like um. Like, it's blind to its own weirdness. I think, and in my (laughs) early, no, 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 but I completely agree. And in my early defense of what happened after the 90s, right, there's, I'm not talking about guitar rock in the 90s, which I just love for other reasons. But I'm talking about, like, the, the dorky, cliche, commercial nonsense that we all, like, would prefer to ignore at this point. I think that's what... I kind of remember fondly. I think that's what the rose colored glasses are is it was kind of blind. Like it was like in sync and there was a sort of cultural blindness where just everybody loved this shit and we didn't <laughs> take into account like That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, something that even 10 years before maybe people would have been saying this is not for me. Everybody was just like, yeah, this is great. Except for like guys that like punk who were like, this is stupid. But it was stupid or it was great. It wasn't it wasn't the other That's stuff. That's the vulnerability that I, yeah. I that I want to okay. get back to is like this was a time when people didn't really like second guess themselves as much, right? Like you listen to a song like this where it was just fucking 
I don't know. What are the lyrics to this fucking bullshit? Baby, my heart is lonely. My heart hurts. Baby, yes, I feel pain too. Baby, please, this time instead, just come to my bed and baby, don't let me go. Like, you just, you could get together with five bros and just sing it and nobody questioned it. This wasn't like an era before like a certain amount of like, I don't know, just like 2000s, like thought, kind of like general, not thought, but not thought because thought was already happening before that point, but like <laughs> mass media thought and just like more awareness started to crop up about this stuff. And this is kind of in the era directly preceding that, right? This is like the last big flourish of like the 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 big the big boy bands writing love songs with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like that's why that's why when people talk about boys to men, people feel so silly. Is but, because it's like this. It's like this last big hurrah of like vulnerable boy music before before people started to wonder what that was about. <laughs> but that vulnerable boy music was also just like created to like sell to a target audience of like teenage girls. Like pretty explicitly. Who I feel was listening like. to this? Dude, my sister. Like let what me was... tell you about my let me like I feel like she should come onto the podcast. Because it was all ex- like tailored to, to the, her. I listened like, to this today and like <laughs> know why this was a hit <laughs> like, quite honestly uh, i listened to this and i was like uh, yep wait this specifically yeah no i listened to this and i was just like uh-huh and other that way. that that happened you don't think it's just catchy like all this other stuff that it's we're talking huge. about aside it's this catchy. is this is it's catchy thematic. it's big but Again, it's imagine doing it without sh- the uh the guy talking to you in a low voice because that shit was <laughs> that not guy, yeah, that, guy, that, <laughs> that shit is off-putting is so that part um, is so indicative of just i the can't believe that he because i feel like it must have been somebody must have been like yo that that part has to go i'm sorry like we have a hit here and you're just like really bogging it down (laughs) like you must have had a fight to keep it on the album this is just a quick probably stupid question but is it i don't believe it's gendered music right like you you just said you heard about it from your sister and i probably heard about boys and men from my sister too but i'd also say there's a lot of dudes that probably ended up with some of these early boy band records in their collection, like it's just because everybody was listening to it. Like it just yeah. happened. And I would be, I'd be a little surprised if you could break down transitions in pop music by gender, like dudes like punk girls like this no, uh, but I, in I do the think 90s. That... But like, I, I would assume it's more complicated. And therefore, when you got a big band like NSYNC, that's not a 95% female audience. That's a, that's a, both audience yeah yeah but but the because the sexual appeal had to be heterosexual i feel like a lot of the boy bands and their prettiness and their perfection and like what they look like their prepubescent like like in like cherubness of like singing of uh, but like not quite singing about real sexual things keeping it vague Mm -hmm. enough to like where like yeah, uh, like a teenage explicit. innocence is like undisturbed, so d- and you can still kind of innocently fantasize, and it's just like the um, the shameless emoting and stuff like that. Like that's, that's what's so nice about like, Young Thug is he just goes into it, right? <laughs> yeah. So right? did the like, genre, uh, did the gender split into genres in the nineties? Then like were girls no, listening I, to this and guys were going into 
grunge and what happened there. Third Eye Blind. Third, were we all just listening <laughs> to Green? Just... Like, is that what's happening here? And because and, and... I was, but, you know, I also like the rest. No, of but no, but I, I, and I don't think that this is like. I think Boys to Men again is like an exception. We keep talking about a genre that's like bigger than them and and like they're not they're not by any means like the most like uh feminine, I think no. out of all of them. Um or the most like um Yeah, did you hear that fucking when all the instrumentals drop out and it's just the four of them? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There's nothing feminine about it. <laughs> As he quivers and his anus clenches. Fact, that's actually, I think that's a good point. <laughs> Wait, where is it? I always thought he said end of the rope. <laughs> end of the rope. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay. Well, I can't find it. <laughs> it's the very fun. last bit of the song. It's an interesting idea that maybe this would be the most accessible for both genders and beyond just a white audience. Like this, in one sense, in 1991 or whatever, they put out a song that's doing all these things, the most widely accessible. Everyone can listen to it. Uh, everyone will listen to it. And yet we leave that. Yeah, because like part, he's right? definitely talking to it. a guy in this creepy monologue. Right. He's like, "Baby, you left me, but I'll still be here waiting for you because I'm fucking like noble, and I'll just be he's here always." To a guy. No, like he's talking to the perspective a of a guy to another guy to bond with, right? Like, no girl is gonna listen to that and be like. Oh, that's that's great. No, yeah, no, totally. Because it's like the the eternally faithful guy, right? No, but like, what like, I'm saying is that like he's talking to a girl who's doing bad things from his perspective. Like you're running out with these other men, and I'm just here for you. Like no girl is gonna be like, yeah, I'm running out with these other wait, men, so and you you're think here he's giving advice. No, but he is talking to like <laughs> a teenage boy who oh, okay, is like. Okay. Yeah, babe, you keep running out with these high school boys, and I'm just sitting here listening to Boys to Men for you. Like he's talking to <laughs> that's a complex angle. He's talking to, to he's talking from. to boys who are who are love starved and faithful, and girls who are like creepy miscreants to him. Like right? Yeah. Like isn't that the whole vibe of this whole like yeah. monologue? Is just like it's a flocking together I'm of all the faithful here men. for you. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm here. It's, it's all and you're the... out there doing all this mm. shit that I don't approve of. Well, but I'll we're, be here. We'll all all of us faithful men will be waiting here. Once when again, at the, at the end of the road. <laughs> yeah. guys, guys, it wasn't on the radio edit, so yeah. um, there's that. We're all here with a hundred guns, waiting faithfully. Can we <laughs> we're all here, fucking aiming AK-47s <laughs> at our nuts, just, just waiting for you to show up and ring the doorbell so we can pull the trigger. <laughs> no, I think oh. I think it's I think it's beyond complicated to start ascribing genders to changes in music. So I think that's a whole... Right? Is it not that complicated? No, it It is complicated, but but it's part of it. Because marketing is heteronormative for the most part, especially in like the fucking before the 2000s yeah um like like and and you have to think about like what teen magazines these people were featured in and shit like that versus what like boys were thought like thought were like okay to read like i I remember like thinking that shit was 
was girly and not all like thinking that I was the only one. And like, no, 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 it's a stupid thing to think, obviously, but like, I but, think I don't know. Yeah, I think that's my point. Is there is the cultural stuff, the music videos that we're talking about, the magazines, the things that are like this is like uh, that that project the image and whatever and get that single gender audience going for it. But something else happens then, which is it gets caught up in culture, in popular culture. So whether you're a guy or a girl, maybe you just bought your first CD player or whatever, and you buy that new Backstreet Boys record because it's it's a thing. Like, I don't know entirely, but I... It just surprises me that something could be so goddamn popular for so long and rely solely on a a single gender or a single no, and sexual I don't, I don't orientation right. market. Like it's it's everywhere. Like we're talking about our sisters, but the fact is, is I, my sister listens. Well, we're talking about our sisters, but I listen to that stuff. Like I remember just taking her uh, uh, taste, her music taste is my own. Like, that's mm. all I knew about music. So I was like, all right, yeah, Alanis Morissette's fucking great. Granted, I still think Alanis Morissette's fucking great. But Backstreet Boys I kind of fell off on. I personally bet boys to men hate being compared to Backstreet Boys. That's fair. No, and that's a good point. We're getting <laughs> let's, off. Uh, let's, yeah, let's 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 wrap this up with the fact that this is a... I feel like we didn't really talk as in-depth about the music music. We just That's because the guy that picked the goddamn song yeah. left an hour ago. We got abandoned halfway through. We got abandoned. <laughs> but it was cool musing on, on turn-of-the-century boy bands and like yeah no i feel like i feel like almost more importantly than the music in this song is just the time that it was the in. time and the culture right and like, because it is... does take a certain kind of like uh cognitive dissonance to enjoy such emotionally charged like masculine yet, music yet masculine but yeah. vulnerable and, music and right? this is this is maybe one of the first earlier genres of music that we can actually comment on right because like in the podcast so far we've done shit that is before we were born and then a couple that are well into our i was 20s. a fetus i was a fetus and like this one. came out this came out when we were fucking babies and was big well, to and be like, fair you weren't born shut up sean i don't know when you were this. born i was born in 92 same so year as this fetus. song, but like we've got, you we've might got, have gotten made. This is music. To this, this is music that is relevant. Sorry, this you know is my music, parents listen to this, right? <laughs> this is music that is relevant to us as like people. I feel like more so, like not as people, but like more so than we can actually speak to with other songs, right? Ooh. Like we can, we can remember this as things that we listen to as kids. Which makes it slightly more impactful than like Heart of Ass, right? Or Fart of Glass or whatever. Fart of Ass. Fart of Ass, excuse me. Which is just before our time. Which like, it begs the question of like more so than the harmonic and like musical analysis of it. Like what did it mean as like a cultural thing? Right. Which is like nicer to talk about in that way. I and I think like. it's like an important aspect of it, the music that we don't have on any other time but the time that we fucking live in. Yeah. Um and I didn't even live I wasn't even conscious of anything during Yeah, no, song. we were both we were both in in we But were both but I I was alive for its reverberations out into the into music the that I lived in. Yeah. There is music that I heard that was there because of that and I also heard that song. I feel like this song is a night. Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna do my closing remarks. Um, 
this song has a just from the brief analysis we did this song has a very compelling musical structure I like what it does. It's very got, self-fulfilling. It's got it's got a it's got a harmonic little figuration that feels like it rewards me every time I get back to the end of the road, which I feel like is the point of the whole song. Like we just keep getting back to the end of we the We kind of glossed over that, but yeah, the kind of trailing off of the harmony is very Yeah, uh, we just we just great we have these big important the landmarks in the first parts of everything and then we kind of just like trail off so that we can get back to the important part. We also have this, like, this song falls into a very strange period between kind of counterculture, like, hip-hop and, like, R&B with, like, what soon became, like, the daunting kind of shadow of, like, corporate boy band music mm-hmm. of, like, the late 90s. Like, this this falls in this weird kind of kind of era where nothing was really sure of how it would like progress i would say and i don't think this thing progressed as like its own little genre like i would say that like the r&b boy band kind of died and like the pop boy band lived on and like r&b lived on but this thing kind of kind of died off a little bit and can i interject in your ending monologue thoughts what about like we're just talking like it didn't R. Kelly, like, right after this, just, like, knock it all down? I was trying to look it up on my phone when uh, yeah. What's It Called came out. but Trapped in the Closet. Fly. No. Uh, Space Jam? Sp- Space Jam, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, uh, boy band, like, yes, this was, Boys to Men was kind of a thing, and it went a bunch of different directions, but the direction of R&B went straight into these uh, couple of guys that kept yeah. it going no. Very strong. Absolutely. Still pop, still front and center. Uh, and boy bands, which were front and center, strong. and Absolutely. Yeah. But what I would say is that, like, this specific style of, like, both combined together didn't really last. And that's what I meant by, like, getting back to, like, the orchestral, like, Motown hit of, like, what was it called? Fucking, uh... Mm-hmm. What becomes of the broken heart? It is like the orchestral solo ballad of the one guy didn't really last as like a subgenre, right? Because it kind of turned into bigger things that more people connected with, like more of like a personal band and a personal song. It fit the vibe better. Like five guys talking about what they what they what they all felt together didn't really last as a genre. Like, it's much more easy to connect with one guy talking about what he feels than five guys all singing in harmony talking about what they feel. Because, like, you don't know how everybody feels, but you do know how one guy feels, maybe. Like, I feel like that's a big distinguishing thing, is, like, the spreading out of, like, a love song between a bunch of people... At introduces a lot more variables musically and like philosophically as opposed to like connecting with one singer. I don't know. I feel I like think that's a- something you guys should talk about later in another episode. Like uh, about that. Don't tell that us what to do. <laughs> this is we a recommendation. A <laughs> this is a recommendation here. But when you have different voices Harvey giving Weinstein different- is our manager. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> When you have different voices giving different opinions, does it uh, does it muddle, strengthen, or muddle your song? Because you go back, you listen to the Falcons, and all those dudes are singing so goddamn good that when Wilson Pickett's like beyond that, it's it's great too. But 
but there's not but now you think about like features when you have uh something where there's like six different rappers on one song does that muddle does it make it better what happens like i don't know it's it's interesting i have no answer to it but i think it's something that i don't know musically there is something when one when otis redding is singing one song and it's it's his his song yeah it's kind of it goes back to did you write it? Did somebody else write it for you? I mean, that's what we talk about, but who's singing it? That's something, too. I, I want to m- make a new posit um, of a, a, a thought, a theory that I have about all this. Um, so one of my feelings about what a hit is is that like the music has to be kind of connected in a tangible way to the to the narrative of the words this is something that we've talked about a lot uh-huh. this song we didn't really talk about that aspect of it too much i guess there's you know with suspensions a lot of suspensions a lot of delayed uh, the unwinding of the kind of harmonic direction and the swooping like- back to it like the the gestures are kind of you know big and and to vague, be fair, but just to just to break in when when Matt suggested this song, he suggested it in the context of like we should have a broader musical discussion as opposed to just a, like a musical analysis, which Word. I thought was nice. And okay. I feel like we've kept in the spirit of okay, that cool since then. So then my feeling is like there's also, um, I feel like the ignorant genres that didn't tackle or or look at uh, the genres that weren't introspective and didn't check themselves that relied on the kind of like make believe of their listener like shit like five dudes singing their hearts out about like about how faithful they are shit that like really like needs to be like it's easy to make fun of, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's uh, the because it's, it's, it's the easiest. It's one thing. of the easiest things you can make <laughs> um, fun of. I it sounds obvious to say, but like those the genres that don't that don't self check their their own image and what they put out there don't seem to last. And I feel like this is kind Classical of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is kind of yeah, exactly. This is kind of this kind of makes sense when you think about like the incredibly hardened hard to read like pop star of today i feel like or or hip-hop star rap star of today is like an incredibly guarded person that is um i don't know always conscious of how they're kind of coming off and vulnerable and and vulnerability is is at a zero vulnerability vulnerability in music is like the biggest fucking like power trip relationship of all time i feel like it's just Mm -hmm. like it's like a back and forth how much do you give of yourself and how much do you retain and like Mm -hmm. how much it's like the whole thing and that's like what people connect to is like people who are very guarded don't like this music because they don't want to express this and people who are very guarded want to listen to like like a lot of different kinds of like but at the same time people who are very guarded want to let their guard down (laughs) like um (laughs) like yeah no but this is you're right i think there's a there's a certain kind of back and forth of vulnerability in and out of vogue that that is kind of fuel for for changing up the i don't know the the aesthetic i think you're i think you're right um and I think we're we're living in a weird kind of in between where we have like we have like supposed hardened criminal like popular musicians who are starting to sing on auto tune and talk about monogamy 
and and kind of going back to this R&B roots. Like I said, like this division record that came out, shit like uh, IMDb, uh, Kalila. I mean, like R&B is still still around and still Always alive today. Always will be. As far Always as I'm will concerned. be. Yeah, because it's just it's the best. It's just that soul. Maybe the best genre of all time. Probably. Probably. If music went not by to like inventions, a, not to R&B would be like, yeah, it's like at the bottom of the some, food. Co- some food, trifling yeah. statements at the end of the podcast, but maybe R&B is the best thing that ever happened in music. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <But> I, sweeping <laughs> statements. No, not but to I, just feel throw like, some I feel like out. in 2018, R&B is at like the bottom of the food pyramid. It's like the biggest but chunk. still there. But no, no, I mean, it's the biggest chunk. It's oh, at the bottom of the food pyramid. Like it's like the majority of what we ingest at the end of the day like it's part of all of our musical meals um that and corn that and corn with a k (laughs) with a k (laughs) we should talk about corn at some point we're gonna if we've all done our wait you got a last bit yeah i got a last bit give me a last i would just say when i started this i wasn't super first of all i was at work and during the time when this back back Sorry, Boys to Men song was suggested. You were at work when Boys to Men came out. <laughs> I was working. Am <laughs> I fair, Sam? I was you were thinking, on your oh. grind at four. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. Wow, I haven't listened to this song in you know twenty years. This is gonna be uh, you know. I didn't know really where we were gonna go with it, but I gotta say, the more we talked about it, the more I thought about it. It really is early nineties uh, boy bands pop music r&b like all of that kind of pointed to a pretty interesting uh, <laughs> interesting moment and i think it's worth you guys examining and i was happy to be here for it because there's a lot of questions somebody get this um, man a ghb and somebody get this man a, <laughs> a lot of answers wait 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 and one last goddamn thing say it <laughs> debbie harry all this talk about fucking Dave on your Heart of Glass episode, I'm going to tell you something. Fuck Dave. Debbie Harry did that shit, okay? You guys need to pay a little bit more respect to Debbie Harry putting it together. I'm just saying, Debbie I don't Harry. know the facts. I'm not, I don't know the facts. But that woman was smart as hell and i believe that heart of glass had a lot more to do with her choosing those sounds and those changes and all that stuff than fucking dave who the fuck is dave are you adding like an editorial to a previous podcast this is a one hell of a way to end this god damn right what a twist you can cut it if you want i just think we'd never cut anything exactly (laughs) and we won't and i want I want it to be said. To be fair, we will never cut this. But <laughs> to be fair been, and to be true. This has been Dead Air Records. <laughs> we got With one Blondie angry forever. fan. Hashtag? We've got an angry fuck fan. Fuck Dave. Fuck Dave. Hashtag? We said fuck Dave. Did you? Oh, yeah. We don't okay. like Dave. No, Dave I like, I like Dave. Dave. He's a trickster. Once Do you remember again, when he turned her up in the mix? <laughs> You're talking to a listener Dave who De- loves Debbie Harry, and I want my voice to be heard. I fucking stayed here for this so does Debbie Harry. Anyways, love you guys. Your this voice has been heard. Dead Air Records. Join us for our mutual Monday. Fuck. I gotta post that. Oh, shit. You still do. Say the next one, though. What? Oh, my God. I'm trying to do our weekly schedule. Our mutual Monday. <laughs> Beat me since it's Tuesday. Creature feature Wednesday. Podcast Thursday. Jingle jam Friday. I have to go to work day. Our Lord's Day of Rest. Our <laughs> Sunday grab bag. And we're back to... 
Our records is great to be here. Thanks uh, for thanks for joining <laughs> us. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Dave. I wish your friend could have hung out for longer. Hey, did you guys hear Matt's freestyle? Also, I hope yeah, you will. Yeah, y'all should y'all should check out Matt's name. Best Band thing in the Camp, night. One of our oldest and wisest creature feature Wednesdays. Um, go back and listen to his River of Wahaha. That is one of the best things we've ever put on our fucking channel. Hell yeah. Uh, we love that shit. Um, I hope everybody's had a good Thursday for the most quickly produced uh, produced I don't know what you're saying. Say it into the mic. No, just say it into the mic. Bite all the billions. Oh. Bye bye billions. <laughs> bye billions. Everybody sing it with you us. You want to say it together? Goodbye billions. Goodbye, billions. Don't buy billions. Don't buy billions.